Guess what, guys? Guess what? We are the champions. We are, because Queen says so. And yes, that is our dive today. I almost feel like I could literally say the title of some of these songs and just leave it at that. It's a little bit like Bohemian Rhapsody and Somebody to Love, these iconic numbers that everyone knows. And I mentioned before in my previous dive, and then when I talked about News of the World, that a lot of these songs that we're starting to get into in the latter half of the 70s here are so incredibly popular that, yeah, it almost feels like a foregone conclusion to to say anything about these songs beyond that they're fantastic because we know that already. They're such a big part of our lives, of the world. They're known everywhere. I mean, what else is there to say? But here's the thing. As I was going through the previous dive, We Will Rock You, and I started going through this one, I thought there's a lot behind the scenes with these songs that people don't know or they don't think about anymore because the song itself has become so popular and iconic that we kind of glaze over the details that make it so amazing. So as we get into this Queen Deep Dive today, I want to dig into the musicality of this song and what makes it so special, what makes it this rousing thing that's so fantastic. Yep. We are the champions. Dive number 58, track two on Queen's 77 album, News of the World, their sixth album. And we shift from Brian May's We Will Rock You into Freddie Mercury's We Are the Champions here. And this was actually written in 1975. Can you believe it? A full two years and two albums before this even saw the light of day. This is according to Freddie himself. He wrote the song and he held on to it for a little bit. He held on to it and here it emerges on this amazing album. Absolutely fantastic decision to withhold that for a little bit of time. And, and I don't know if it's because he knew he was still working on a lot of these vaudeville numbers previously. There was a little bit more camp in those performances and in those compositions. But here, this is perfect. This number fits like a glove with the rest of the tracks on this album, which, ha, they actually don't really go together, <laughs> according to Brian and maybe some of the other guys. A lot of the songs on this album just don't, they, they mesh, but they don't because the guys were not doing a theme here. They were very much just having a good time and writing and knocking this out in a furious pace. As we've said, they recorded this album in about half the time they recorded the previous one. So I think they were just having a lot of fun here, getting back to basics and getting back to some roots and the style of their playing. So yeah, Freddie wrote this quite a while before it got onto an album. And I'm so glad he did. This is classic anthem jazz rock. Yep, I'm calling it a little jazz. We'll talk about why. And it was a single. Released October 7th, 1977 in the UK. And October 25th, 1977 in the US as a double A-side with the previous track, 
We Will Rock You. Of course, I've talked about how important and incredible that double A-side was for the guys in the U.S. And these singles charted at number two and number four, respectively. And the top 10 in many, many countries. We're at a nice relaxed 95 beats per minute. And our time signature is 6-8. Yeah, we're in ternary meter again. Hello, somebody to love. And of course, In the Lap of the Gods, Revisited. Also, Freddie Mercury tracks. By the way, I made a little note about this on my last deep dive. But I was talking about other songs on this album, News of the World, and I was thinking about Brian's song, It's Late, and I was talking about it and that we were getting into some more passionate, you know, slightly maybe aggressive Brian May territory. But I was talking about that after I mentioned the song Get Down, Make Love, which is actually Freddie Mercury's composition. I don't know where my brain was. This is what happens when I go like a thousand feet per second. I just, I can't even keep up with my thoughts. So I apologize that I did that because that was very misleading. Get Down, Make Love is Freddie's song. And it's a marvelous one at that. I was thinking about It's Late, which tells the story of this relationship as it evolves, if you will. But anyway, anyway, sorry. A little bit of a tangent there. Let's get back to We Are the Champions. I just didn't want to not apologize for my (laughs) unintentional mistake on my last deep dive. We are in four keys. Did you even notice? This is what I'm talking about. This, the complexity of this song is a lot more diverse and surprising than you might know. We're in C minor, E flat major, F major, and F minor. And these shifts, these transitions in key happen fast. And of course, this song is all about succeeding no matter the obstacles, the challenges, or what other people think, and doing it together, unified. The magic is in the unity this song creates. One of rock's finest and most loved anthems, We Are the Champions is more than just one of Queen's most recognizable and celebrated numbers. Where it really shines is its clever arrangement, employing multiple key changes, both relative and parallel, Jazzy elements and chords, extreme dynamics from pianissimo to fortissimo, from verse to chorus, and a stunningly melodic bass line. John works his bass on the high and low end throughout, and Brian takes a surprising turn on his guitar, layering sounds and building to a rousing backing hook rather than providing an all-out guitar solo, as it were. Roger provides many a surprising and glittering drum roll and hi-hat. And together, Roger, Brian, and Freddie give us complex, aggressive vocal harmonies not often heard. But the brightest spot is, of course, the composer himself, Freddie. His piano takes center stage, driving the melody with its own hook, especially in the verses. And it's incredibly soulful throughout. Freddie's voice is an animal nimble in its diversity and expression, softly gliding throughout the verses, tackling relentless key changes up the scale and up in full chest voice as well, full volume, full chest voice. Freddie's conviction 
is certainly on full display. This is one of his best, not only his best compositions, but I think one of his best performances because of the dynamics we get, especially in his vocals. Now live, We Are the Champions, of course, was a monster. It was played 371 times with 82 actually being the year it was performed the most. Queen and Adam Lambert have played it 235 times and there are countless countless artists who have covered this, even if only once. This almost always closed out the guy's set list unofficially as they'd play the recording of God Save the Queen while taking their bows and exiting the stage. Live, this song retains the same energy and very much the same arrangement as the classic album version we all know. Roger often sings along with Freddie in the second half of the chorus during those high full chest notes to add a little bit more weight. Brian occasionally embellishes his power chords with flowery trills and riffs. But live, this has something more, especially with the audience singing along. When Freddie sings that second verse lyric, You've brought me fame and fortune and everything that goes with it. I thank you all. The audience in its entirety often cheers, whistles, erupts. And rather than ending on a suspended chord reframe in the chorus that doesn't resolve, Freddie would end it with, of the world, you know, with plenty of flash and flourishes from Roger and Brian especially. John's live playing is definitely something else. Taking that melodic bass line of his to gorgeous heights. The Wembley recording from 86 definitely showcases his prowess in that style. His bass sounds lovely. Freddie, though, he always did his best to hit those notes as effectively and powerfully as he could on stage. Even when he struggles, it almost adds more character and more emotional weight to the song, as if to further emphasize the lyric, and we'll keep on fighting to the end. On the live Killers version, Freddie actually hits that, we'll keep on fighting till the end in full chest voice, when he often would stay at the lower third instead. It just depended on the night, and he always knew where to go, the mark of a great performer. The Montreal performance, though. Its quality alone makes it one of my favorites. And I'm not just talking about the picture. Of course, it was basically like high def for its time. I'm talking about Freddie's performance. Obviously, at this point, the guys are perhaps right at the peak of their live performances there, you know, into the later 70s, the early 80s there. Just the amount of flash and poise and expert performances from these guys at that point in their career. It's just incredible to see that kind of performance. These guys were so well rehearsed, well practiced, well understood among each other. They knew exactly where to be. It took nothing more than a look or a nod or anything like that. It just, it amazes me. I got a lot of band critique (laughs) for We Are The Champions. Wow. I, I forgot just how many comments I had. So... I'm going to take a little swig of water because we got a lot to get through. I'm excited. I love talking about what the guys have to say. Okay. So let's start with this wonderful quote here. 
We wanted to get the crowds waving and singing. It's very unifying and positive. People love it because it's so uplifting. Although much of our music was created using multi-layered arrangements and vocal harmonies, which work especially well in the recording studio, we were into making our concerts musical events. Brian made those comments to Mail Online. Speaking of Brian, I remember reading, I think it was a special edition of Time, maybe it was Time, dedicated entirely to the band. It was one of those special, all about Queen editions that came out. And I read that Brian wasn't sure about this song when Freddie first presented it. He found it too pompous, arrogant, until Freddie explained his intent. And some of those same comments were in Guitar World, which Brian said in 2008. Quote, Our initial sense of it was that it was something very big-headed. We all looked at Fred and said, really? But he had a very clear view of it. It was aimed at an audience that wanted to feel a togetherness and a power and an optimism. He knew people would sing it. Great. It's great. It's awesome. I'm glad that we have it. And the guys weren't just like, oh, this is too much. Now, Roger told Cream in 78, quote, certainly. It's a very egocentric song. We thought, well, it may be, but sought it. (laughs) But really, you know, it's meant to be a collective we, meaning us, the audience, whoever's listening. It's not meant to say we are the best effing group, so up you. More of a sort of general bonhomie, a let's all rejoice feeling. Well said, unquote. (laughs) Sorry, I forgot the unquote there. I'm a little bit foggy brain today, actually. Finally, some awesome comments from the man, Mercury himself, in Circus Magazine in 78. Quote, I was thinking about football when I wrote it. I wanted a participation song, something that the fans could latch onto. It was aimed at the masses. I thought we'd see how they took it. It worked a treat. Of course, I've given it more theatrical subtlety than an ordinary football chant. You know me. I suppose it could also be construed as my version of I did it my way. We have made it, and it certainly wasn't easy. No bed of roses, as the song says. And it's still not easy. Unquote. And actually, I've got one more from Dr. Brian May. In response to Freddie's comments in that very same Circus Magazine interview, he said, this song is very theatrical. Freddie is very close to his art. When he first played it for us in the studio, we all fell on the floor with laughter. So many people in the press hate us because we've sidestepped them and got where we have without them. But there's no way the song says anything against our audiences. When the song says we, it means us and the fans. So just in case you're wondering what we are the champions actually means, they're singing about everybody collectively. This is not about we queen being the champions, just queen being the champions. It's about everyone. Got some cool facts for you guys. This song was adopted by the New York Yankees as their anthem and by the Philadelphia 76ers, wow, sorry, Philadelphia 76ers as a warm-up song. It was the official theme song for the 1994 FIFA World Cup. As previously mentioned on We Will Rock You, Queen had their first official American number one with the double A release of this song and We Will Rock You. 
when the single reached number one on Record World Chart, which was the most influential trade magazine in America at the time. Yes, I mentioned this on my last Queen Deep Dive. Now, We Are the Champions was the first promotional video with fan club members in it. They were invited to attend its filming. And a 2006 dance remix cover of We Are the Champions by Crazy Frog was a huge international success, reaching the top 10 in nine different countries and number one in France. Brian, apparently unhappy with his initial take on the guitar solo toward the end of this track, told Freddie he had to redo it to make it truly sing along with Freddie's lead vocals. And he did this right before the track's final mix was complete. He literally took a tape home of the pre-mix and listened to it and was like, no, that's not good enough. So he told Freddie, I got to go back in there. And he did. And it's great. Thank you, Brian. At the time of its release, though, We Are the Champions did not do well in the British press. Not a big surprise at the time, but in hindsight, these remarks are almost absurd. Just listen. Sounds said, too much queening around seems to have sent these guys permanently soft. They have lost their edge. Disc said, grisly monomania from Mercury's crew. NME said, Sounds like it's intended to be adopted by football fans all over the country, making it an instant hit on the terraces. Not a bad idea for a load of balls. Wow. (laughs) The little jabs the press take at Queen. It's like they're poking them. No wonder the guys got so fed up with it, right? But there was some praise as well, and there continues to be praise. In some ways, the definitive Queen song from its melodic verses to its anthemic chorus. Anthemic? Chorus. We Are the Champions has an eternal lock on sports stadium playlists. And Gary Graff said that in 2018, Billboard magazine. This song is so iconic. It's so ingrained in our lives and in our minds. There's not as much said or written about it though. It's almost as if it's like, again, this foregone conclusion that this is an amazingly unifying and rousing number, so much so that everyone collectively thinks, yeah, what more is there to say about this brilliance? Or maybe it's the perception of this being a sports anthem that lacks any kind of real musical validity. We're going to talk about that musicality in more depth, though. Right now, right now, we're going to go into the nitty gritty. No intro. Just Freddie, soft. I've paid my dues time after time. Something we can all relate to. And that piano arrangement, a little jazzy inflection, right? And John, along for the twinkling reflection in a very melodic arrangement. Seriously, if you haven't, listen to the bass. Just focus on it. Focus in on it. It's so complex, the movement in it, so fluid. A great example of John's incredible talent. And then we come to, and bad mistakes, I made a few. Key change. The first, Brian appears quietly. With Brian here, it's not about loud and standout, though. It's about power chords and resonance and weight, a support against the featured piano. And Brian does a marvelous job echoing the arrangement. There's been no percussion until this point, but then 
I've had my share of sand kicked in my face, but I've come through the crashes, the drums, the rolls. Suddenly, from pianissimo to fortissimo, i.e. very soft to very loud, we're all in. And I absolutely love the transition of Freddie's voice here. All the grit and toughness driving up the scale in full voice, it's a counterpoint to the falling chords of the instruments. This kind of arrangement covers the emotional expanse as though it goes beyond. It's great. And I need to go on and on. (laughs) These harmonies, the on and ons, they're so unconventional. Intervals we rarely see performed with perfection. And with another glorious key change, we are the champions, my friends. This truly is a chorus for the ages. Simple, but absolutely stunning in its encouragement. Brian gives us that guitar weight and he's a little more front and center. The piano is still there, melodic and bright. And John again, providing that amazing bass line that is anything but predictable or ordinary. I love that he strays so far from the tonic. Gives us syncopation and personality. We are the champions. We are the champions. It's the harmonies here rising in their intensity that do it. And the ooze that back the next phrase and the transition into the end of the chorus. More surprising movement in the notes and harmony layers of the world. That jazzy piano in the back with that minor inflection. Second verse, just a little bit snazzier with Roger's wonderful atmospheric hi-hat. Brian pops in a bit more on the left and the right. But it's been no bed of roses, no pleasure cruise. I consider it a challenge before the whole human race, and I ain't gonna lose. Tell him, Fred. Bring us with you. This is louder still and grittier than before. And Brian digs in over and over, on and on and on into the chorus. Brian gives us just enough soul and soaring lyrical notes spiraling up and out at just the right moments. We're clipping again. The volume is so loud, so incredibly loud. I love it. From soft and unassuming to in your face, we do it all in this song. That last chorus, a little variation from Freddie's delivery, some embellishments on the piano, even louder, stronger, bolder on the guitars, the drums, and all those cymbals and crashes, John and his dancing bass lines, and of course, Freddie piercing us with his incredible sharp tone. I always forget the goosebumps I get with this. It's the attitude and the movement of the notes, the intention. People forget just how well done this song is. That it's more than just a team's anthem. It's an amazingly constructed song with strategically placed key changes that amplify that rousing experience. It really is a goosebump-inducing song, this one, for me. This is one of those that transcends just a great song, I think. It's, it's not just that it's iconic. It's the way it's done. It's incredible, this song. It's so incredible, we have all these accolades. Inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2009. Voted the world's favorite song in a 2005 Sony Ericsson World Music Poll. In 2011, a team of scientific researchers concluded this song was the catchiest in the history of popular music. And one of the musicologists involved in the study actually said, quote, every musical hit is reliant on maths, science, engineering, and technology. 
from the physics and frequencies of sound that determine pitch and harmony to the high-tech digital processors and synthesizers, which can add effects to make a song more catchy, unquote. And they actually determined that there was at least one key change or more, and often male vocalists singing higher and making an effort to do so that tend to catch people's ears. Very interesting. Other songs near the top of the list included YMCA by the Village People and Europe's The Final Countdown. Isn't that a great song? Man, (laughs) so many great songs out there that I could talk about, but today it's all We Are the Champions, My Friends. You know what I forgot about? Until just this moment, when I was running, listening to News of the World in its entirety over and over again, this song, the tempo, especially when the chorus starts, I mean, the tempo doesn't change, but just the feel of the chorus, it was the perfect running pace, just hitting on the beat, dun, 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 you know? Just my feet hitting the pavement. I could actually get into a rhythmic groove with this one, which doesn't happen often. Songs have to be the perfect pace for that to happen. But I could get up to a really nice, somewhere between seven, eight minute mile by running to this song. It was fantastic. And I got to start doing that again. And that is it. We are the champions. And I beg you to go listen to this. Go check out the Montreal version the Live Aid version, so iconic, so incredible. And Freddie's voice that just pierces the heavens, oftentimes when he's singing live, and the electric feel between audience and band. I almost said audience and man. (laughs) As if Queen encompasses all of the important, the man, right? Anyway. They're all great. We are the champions, ladies and gents. Go check it out for the millionth time, I'm sure. But just go listen to it with a great set of headphones. I'm telling you, if you haven't listened to it on a headset in a long time, you're going to be surprised just how amazingly well done this song is played and recorded the dynamics. The production here is second to none. I said it on the last album because the guys produced that one themselves. They did it again here with help from Mike Stone. This production is so immaculate. Really, I miss the loss of, again, those dynamics in current music. Music just doesn't do that anymore. It doesn't move from super soft to in your face. It doesn't do it. Everything is so compressed. But here... With the guys, we are full-on dynamic as you're ever going to get. It's great. We are the champions. All right, I'll be back again next time. I'm really hoping to get to the next track before I'm offline for a few days next week on my little vacay. So I will talk to you guys again. Keep yourselves alive and stay champions, my friends. Own it. Do it. (laughs) Until next time.